Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you that as we look into your word today, that every time we do, Jesus, that you open our hearts and our eyes and our ears to receive new life and new truth. Father, we say have your way in this place today. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Say exactly what what you once said today. Bring truth and revelation so that when we leave this place today, we are transformed and molded and shaped more in your image. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all said... Amen. So listen, Pastor Jen said this morning that she was supposed to preach today, and she was, but I want to interrupt our series that we're on and just talk to you today about something the Lord put on my heart uh, quite strongly. And before we jump into it, I just want to tell you that there are times when the Lord brings things to you, like I I want you to talk about this, and it's not because... um, there is any particular reason, like nothing has happened, um, there's nothing that we're trying to address secretly and we're going to preach about it, you know, like, uh, oh, something happened this week and so Pastor Jake's preaching about this because he doesn't want to talk to the person privately, nothing like that. There's just times when God's like, hey, you need to talk about some stuff because I want to bring healing and salvation and deliverance to my people. So today that's what we're talking about, we're going to talk about some stuff and it's kind of a pastoral message. I'll probably be a little more teachy than normal. Um, normally I'm pretty preachy, but today I'm going to be teachy, and so I'll be staring maybe at my iPad a little bit more uh, because I have things written down that I want to say the right way. Um, but I do believe that if you open your hearts today to what the Spirit of God is wanting to say, that you'll leave this place um, changed, transformed, set free if you will allow the Spirit of God to work in your life. And I don't know about you, but who wants to be set free in the presence of Jesus? I mean, like, I don't know about you as well, but there's always things that God can continue to work and do in my own life so that I am molded and shaped more like him. And so I want to take every opportunity that I always have to allow him to do that work that only he can do. Amen? So uh, today, um, Matthew chapter 13 is where we're going to start. And today what we're talking about is changing your filters. Everybody say changing your filters. Changing your filters. We're going to talk about changing your filters. And if you remember, at the very beginning, uh, I guess, of February, we went through our 21 days of prayer fasting, and then we began in February with a series uh, called The Hallmarks, The Five Hallmarks of Our House. And I was teaching, and I have been teaching about the five hallmarks, breaking them down about things that I believe the Lord said are going to be a hallmark of our house here at Hope City Church. Um, And so we're still working our way through that, but the very first week, Uh, before I jumped into it, I said, hey, listen, there's something I want to encourage you all about before we jump into this. Um, If you've been at Hope City Church for any amount of time, you can probably sense the Spirit of God moving. Yes? You You can sense that God is wanting to do something. You can sense that there's a, uh, a, uh, an expectation in people's hearts and lives about Jesus being here and Jesus wanting to work and Jesus wanting to transform. And it's a season that we're stepping into. And so when we were talking about that, I said, before we jump into this, I want to encourage you all because when God is wanting to step out and do something new in a new way, the enemy who is the one who steals, kills, and destroys like it says in John 10, 10, always wants to stop and arrest what the Spirit of God is trying to do, right? The enemy doesn't want God to have his way, and so he's always working to try and stop 
what the Spirit of God is trying to do. And the way that he does that primarily is through division and through people, right? And so I talked to you a little bit about, and this, this scripture here, Matthew chapter 13, verse 25 says, Jesus um, knew their thoughts, and he's referring to, he had been doing some work, and the Pharisees came and said that the only reason that Jesus can do these things is because he's of the devil. And so he's casting out demons because he's of the devil. And the Bible says that Jesus knew their thoughts. They didn't even have to say it out loud. They didn't walk up to him and accuse him and say, hey, man, you're of the devil. And that's why you're doing these works. The Bible says that Jesus knew their thoughts inside of them, and so he replies out loud. I love that about Jesus. Just so you know, the Lord knows your thoughts that you think. You don't have any secret hidden thoughts from the Lord. He's just so gracious and kind that sometimes he allows you to continue on. He doesn't call you out in public. But these guys he calls out in public. And he says to them, in verse 25, Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed, and a town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And so... The biggest way that the enemy loves to work and bring division is through other people. Can I get an amen? amen. Have you ever had somebody come to you in your life and try and cause division? Or they, they walked up and began talking to you and, and what they were saying was causing division between you and another person. They're like, oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard this, but so-and-so is saying this about you. Or they went and did this behind your back. You know what I'm talking about? We've all had these encounters, haven't we? Nobody's immune from this, are we? Is there anybody here that hasn't experienced division by the hands of another person? One little boy. Just wait, buddy. <laughs> Michael, that was your son, by the way. <laughs> and so what we're talking about today is changing your filters. And so division... The enemy loves to work through people. He loves to bring people to your life and cause division inside of you. And so what we're going to talk about today is changing your filters, and we're going to talk about the way that we hear and receive things from other people, okay? So I want to show you something here before we jump into this. Um, everybody knows what a filter is, right? Is anybody here that doesn't know what a filter is? This is a filter. This is, a, this is an air filter, a furnace filter from our house, a brand new one. It hasn't been installed yet. It looks beautiful, doesn't it? I wish this is how all of our filters looked at our house, but um, I want to show you something. Don't judge. This filter is only six months old. Oh, yes, only six months old. Uh, are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so here is our filter. <laughs> yeah. It is a miracle that we can breathe still at our house. Um, this filter is filthy. This filter is uh, clogged with, like, there's literally sawdust in here. I think that's a chicken wing maybe in there. I don't know. For some reason, there is a screw on the side of this filter. I don't know what that means. And I, I know enough that filters don't come with screws in them. So somebody, not me, came and put a screw in the side of this filter. And uh, if you look at it from the side, you can see it's, it's bowed. And it's like this side is completely destroyed. And I just want you to know that, you know, like, this, this, isn't, this doesn't look like this because I had a hard time taking it out of our furnace. I just literally pulled it out. It came right out. 
This is how it looked being in our furnace. This is how it came out, just like this. And I'm showing you this because I believe that many of us have filters like this in our heart and in our ears towards other people. uh, Filters that are bent and broken and plugged up with all kinds of dirt and nothing is getting through that should get through. And I want to show you this because I believe by the Spirit of God today, he is wanting in some of your lives, if you will allow him and you will surrender to him, he's wanting to replace this filter that you have in your life with a filter that looks much more like this. God's wanting to do something. God's wanting to set people free. God's wanting to heal and restore. Many of us insist on walking around like this, hearing, hearing other people's conversations through this. What's that? I can't quite hear you. This is my ear filter, by the way, in case you couldn't tell what I was doing. Nothing's getting through. This is how I hear. But God's wanting to replace this. So I want to talk just for a few minutes about, I want to share some very practical things about filters with you. And then we're going to look at some scriptures at the end. So give me the benefit of the doubt. We'll talk about some very natural stuff. And then we'll equate that to some spiritual truths and look at the scripture. Okay? Will you allow me to do that this morning? Will you give me the benefit of the doubt? Knowing that I don't typically ramble and just talk about things that aren't useful. I don't try and abuse your time. I want you to leave this place changed by the presence of Jesus. And so sometimes it looks a little different. So filters right here are used in what's called filtration. Okay, and so the definition of filtration is this. The process in which solid particles in a liquid or gaseous fluid are removed by the use of a filter medium that permits the fluid to pass through but retains the solid particles. That's a very sciencey sounding explanation. Basically, all it's saying is this. A filter, a new filter, a healthy filter, allows the right stuff to get through and the wrong stuff to get stopped. All right? A right filter, a good filter, a healthy filter, a clean filter allows the things that you need to come through but stops the things that shouldn't get through. So in a home, you know, you have like animal dander and I don't know, all kinds of stuff floating around in the air. And a filter, the purpose of the filter is to stop it so you're not breathing all that stuff in and it's not getting inside of you. Listen, there's all kinds of different there's all kinds of different um, natural filters. There's um, air filters. There's water filters. If you have like a water filter in your fridge or if you have like a Brita water filter or if you have a pool, you have a filter in your pool because you don't want to swim around and all that gross stuff. You want it to get filtered out. Um, there's uh, a fluid for, your, for gas, for your engine, a, a fuel filter. There's all kinds of different filters naturally, and they all work to make sure that the wrong things get stopped and don't break down the engine or whatever it is it's running through, and they all allow the right things to get through. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? It's not a super deep thought. So I, so I hope you're following along. Please don't get stuck. You know, don't come up to me after church and be like, hey, man, I just, I saw your filter and I just, I really need to talk to you about your, your home and your, your, your house is clearly out of order. Don't worry about it. I got a new filter in there. Don't let this detract you. So there are natural filters, 
But on the flip side of that, there are also spiritual filters. And there are emotional filters that we have allowed into our lives that um, form and shape who you are today. There are things in your past that have affected you and have become part of you. And in fact, you allow those things, you filter your life's experiences and you filter your current relationships, past relationships and future relationships. You filter all those things through past hurts, wounds and experiences. So here's some things that I wrote down. Just a few things. This is not by any stretch of the means an extensive list. It's just a few to get you thinking about what kind of filters maybe you have operating in your own life. Okay, you could have a filter of addiction. Right? You could have, a, you could have a, an addiction to porn. You could have an addiction to drugs. You could have an addiction to shopping. You can have you can have addiction to eating. You can have all kinds of addiction filters. And what that means is, you, you say you have an addiction to porn, what that means is you begin to look at people as you filter them through that addiction. As they filter through your addiction filter, you begin to look at those people of the opposite sex. And listen, ladies, don't just sit here and be like, oh, that guy is dirty. Men are dirty. Boys are dirty. They know now. They talk about this quite openly that almost almost as many women have a problem with porn addictions as men do okay so this is a very real thing but what happens is is when you begin to look at porn you begin to filter it through those filters and those people then they become an ends to your to your means how can this person satisfy my desire how can this person satisfy my needs if you have a food addiction the same thing how can this meet my needs if you have a shopping addiction how can this i'm going to filter all my relationships i'm going to filter all my experiences through this so that it meets my needs maybe you have a, a filter of resentment where you resent people people have hurt you and so you filter them through those resentments and those hurts and you say Listen, I was hurt one time in my life by this one person, and so I'm going to filter all my future relationships. I'm going to filter all my current relationships through that hurt. This person hurt me way back when, and so I know then that everybody else must be out to hurt me. And it doesn't matter how many times they try and prove to me that they love me. I just know they're out to get me. I know they're out to hurt me. Maybe you had past abuse in your life, uh, psychological abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse in your life, and now you filter all your relationships through that kind of abuse. And you can't trust anybody. You say to yourself, I was abused one time. And so now my filter for life, my filter for relationships is based on abuse. And so I can't trust anybody. I'm not going to give my heart to anybody. I'm not going to give my body to anybody because I was abused and I can't trust you. Am I here alone in this room? Maybe you have insecurities in your life. And that's your filter. And so you just walk around insecure all the time and filtering what everybody says to you through those insecurities. When I was in grade school, uh, I was really skinny. And there was this one, t- <laughs> this one time, it's funny to say now because I'm not really skinny now, but there was this one time, I must have been grade five, six, somewhere like that, and there was this bully in our class and I don't know why, I don't know what happened, but he started calling me skin and bones. And I probably was skin and bones, because this was like, I, thank you. <laughs> Ooh, I'm filtering that right now through my, <laughs> through my insecurities. I have to go sit down for a minute. <laughs> and he started calling me skin and bones, and he, he got everybody in school to start calling me skin and bones. And, and, and then for a long time, 
for a long time, I filtered, like, growing through school, you filter that through. You, you don't want to take a shirt off when you go to the pool. You don't want to, like, you don't want people to see how skinny you are. And so you filter everything through that insecurity. But listen, there's a better way to live. God doesn't want you filtering your current life, your future life, or even your past life through the hurts and the wounds and the trauma that you've experienced. He wants to set you free. He wants to take this gnarly, nasty, old, bent-up, broken filter and give you a new filter. That's what he wants to do in your life. He doesn't want you carrying around the filter of abuse with you and say, well, hang on a minute. Uh, before you come into my life, I was abused. So everything you say, I'm going to filter through this thing. And the person's like, man, that is nasty. I know, but it's my filter, and it's the only one I got. It's kind of broken, and there's a weird screw in it. I know, but it's my filter. I'm going to filter everything through this. I'm going to filter my, I'm insecure. This is my insecurity filter. I hate people. I was hurt so bad when I was a child, so now I hate people, and I can never love. And so you keep saying you love me, and you keep telling me that Jesus loves me, but I don't believe it because I hate everybody. So I'm going to filter that. I'm going to filter my whole life through my hatred filter, my frustration filter. Who knows what a frustration filter is? Anybody who's married knows what a frustration filter is. The filter of frustration. <laughs> yeah, give him give my water bottle. Give me my water bottle. This is, this is Pastor Jen's. Can I tell this story? This ongoing story? Say it nicely. This is my water bottle. I have a water bottle to stay hydrated. It's a, guys, it's important to stay hydrated. You need to drink water to stay alive. Your body is basically water. You need water. I have this bottle. I got, I don't know what happened or why. I don't know what this bottle ever did to Pastor Jen, but she hates this bottle. Well, you've said quite frequently you hate this bottle. <laughs> so it, it goes beyond just the water bottle. Guys, when I fill it up, I, I like my water cold. I don't like drinking tepid water. And so I put ice cubes in it. And it's a thermos. And so, you know, if you put ice cubes in it, it kind of jingles a little bit. And um, I don't know. I, there's no explanation for this. This, just last night, we were at the house with Josiah and Ella, and I put some water in it. I needed to have a drink of water, and Jen happened to be close beside it, and I unscrewed the lid and took a drink. What are you doing? I'm melting. It wasn't that bad. That's the, that's my filter, right? That's my filter. Jen hates this thing, and so she just, it comes out all the time. I, I don't like drinking my water around her. I'll go hide in a closet and drink water. <laughs> I have a special padded closet just for water consumption. Is that fair? <laughs> we have frustration filters. We have all kinds of filters that we carry around with us and that make up who we are. Each one of you here probably has some kind of filters in your life. And the interesting thing about people, this is really interesting. You know, there's different kinds of filters. There's the, like I said, like there's the air filter, gas filter, fuel filter, like water filter. You could probably name a whole bunch. But when it comes to people, 
we're able to put on different filters for each person. I can have a filter for uh, David. I can have a filter for Sam. I can have a filter for Jacob. I can have a filter for Jen. And when I encounter these people, I can swap out the filter that I had for that person for a new filter. Well, Jacob hurt me in the past. One time Jacob teased me about being skinny. I wish right? One time Jacob teased me, and so now I'm insecure, and I put on my insecure filters. And one time David said this to me, and I didn't like it. It hurt my feelings, and so I'm putting on this filter. And one time Sam did this, and I didn't like it, and so I'm going to put, I'm going to take off my David filter, and I'm going to put on my Sam filter. But listen, here's the thing. As believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we should really only have one filter in our life. So that's where we're going. So hang on. I mean, I've already talked for 20 minutes. I'm trying to go somewhere. Just hang on a second. So you can have different filters for different people. And that should not be. It shouldn't be that we have different. I shouldn't have a Gene filter and a Darlene filter and a Brian filter. I need to have one filter. A filter for my wife, a filter for my kids. They all need to be the same filter, not separate filters. And somebody here needs to hear that today. Because we walk around with different filters for each person. And it's the worst. It's terrible when you treat one person so great and then another person so terrible. And you're doing it because you have a filter for this person and a different filter for that person. Let's be followers of Jesus and treat people the way that Jesus would treat people. How dare us treat our family like trash and treat complete strangers like the best people in the world? You know, it's really hard to love the people closest to you, isn't it? Because it can be, because they're the ones that you live with night and day, night and day. But we can treat people that we see once a week like they're the, we think this person's the best person in the world. I, this person can do no wrong. Let's treat everybody the same way. Let's give everybody the same filter, the filter of Jesus Christ, which is love. So look at this. I was, when I was studying about filters, because I did some studying on filters, because I wanted to be prepared for any questions you might come up with after church and be, did you know this about filters? Actually, I did know in my extensive research. So every website I went to talking about filters, um, I found this. There was always a list about why you should change your filters, why it's important to change your filters. Apparently, it's a common question. Apparently, a lot of people must have filters that look like this because all the furnace websites have some kind of page talking about why you shouldn't allow this to happen in your home. Okay? And so here's what I found. And these things... Even though they're natural principles, you can apply these to your own life. Okay, so get ready for them. So number one, why changing your filter matters. Number one, it's costly not to. Systems have to work harder with a dirty filter. For you and for me, we have to work harder. When we have dirty filters in our hearts or in our ears, when we're talking to somebody, we have to work harder to try and hear the truth because we're filtering it through our past experiences, past hurts, and past wounds. And we don't need to. The truth of the matter is, is we need to put on the love of Jesus Christ and use that as our filter instead of working so hard just to try and understand what's being said. Right? The next thing here is they say health. The health of your system. Unhealthy particles can corrupt your system. Because when things aren't filtering, then you're breathing in stuff you shouldn't be. It's unhealthy to have a bad filter. For you and for me, it's unhealthy for you spiritually and probably physically to have bad filters in your heart. 
because the right things aren't getting through. The truth, the love, the life of Jesus aren't getting through. They're getting blocked by bad filters, your hurts and your wounds that you've never laid down at the feet of Jesus and said, I give you this. Please take this from me. I need a brand new filter. The last thing they said was, if you don't change your filter, here's what happens. Complete system failure. Dirty filters cause continuous strain on your system, eventually causing failure. We need to continually come to Jesus and ask him to change the filters of our hearts so that we don't have con- like a, a strain on our system causing complete failure. What does that look like practically? Well, let me tell you this. Most filters in your life are caused by hurts and wounds from people. Let me say it again, because I'm not sure you really believe me. If you think about your life, the things that you filter your whole life's experiences and relationships through are most of the time caused by people that you've encountered that have hurt you. Something they've said, something they've done, something they've not done, something you wish they did, but they never did. You are, these things are caused by people in your life. And so when there's a complete system failure, what that looks like for you is, well, this relationship is done. This relationship is dead and over. I'm going to leave this church because this person said this, or they didn't say this, or they looked at me funny when they walked in, or they didn't look at me funny and I wanted them to look at me funny, or my marriage is done because my spouse isn't ever doing this. They're never doing this. You've got to change your filters and put on the filter of love. Siri never gets it. That's the problem. (laughs) She just said she was sorry that she didn't get it, in case you didn't hear. So I want to show you a couple of scriptures here. How do you change your filter? How do we change our filters? We need to change our filters. There's a higher, better way to live. You know, I was telling everybody in the first service that every time I go get my oil changed, um, the oil people are always trying to get me to change my air filter. It's one of the first, you know, they have a whole list. They go through. And they want to check all your stuff. I'm always like, please leave me alone. Just change my oil. I always say to them, I pull up to them. I'm like, hi, I don't need anything done with my oil. Please don't check. I don't need you to check my headlights. I know what's working and what's not. I don't need you to do this. I don't need you to check my air filter. But every time I go in there, they're checking my filter. Why? Because to have a clean filter is immensely important to the health of your system, to your body, to your mind, to your soul. Because if you can't get the right things through, everything else is plugged up. If you've got a filter that looks like this, the life, the word, and the love of Jesus isn't getting through. It's all getting stopped. And all it's getting through is circulated the bad stuff inside of you. You need to get that stuff out. So, how do you change your filter? Well, the first place you start is with an understanding and a revelation that, hey, maybe I need to change my filter. Maybe the problem is I have dirty filters. Maybe that person isn't the jerk that I think they are. Maybe the problem is really I just have bad filters, bad experiences, bad hurts and wounds from the past that I haven't let go of, that I haven't laid down, and I've never changed. And so maybe what I'm really doing is just filtering all of those exchanges with that person through those filters. And once you realize that, hey, maybe I need a filter change, 
then that, that revelation and that understanding leads you to action to change it, right? Like when you look around your house and you see dust accumulating faster than normal, your first thought is probably, well, I probably need to check my air filter because there's a lot of dust showing up. Or when you're driving your car and your car is hesitating and it's not running the way it should be, you say to yourself, hmm, maybe my air filter is plugged up and my car is not getting the air it needs to run properly. Maybe I should check. The same thing happens in your own life with relationships. You can look around and take stock. And if you say to yourself, man, I seem to have problems not just with one person, but with every person. Maybe you realize the problem isn't with somebody else, but maybe it's the filters you have in your own heart and life. You need to change them. If you have a problem with everybody, chances are the problem is not everybody else. Did you hear me? If every person you encounter, if every person you encounter, every relationship you have, those people are hurting you, it's probably not their fault. It's probably you filtering it through some dirty filter that needs an exchange. Because the chances of all those people being out to get you and to hurt you and to wound you is astronomically small. The reality is you probably got some dirty filters that need changing. You probably got some filters that you need to lay down at the feet of Jesus and say, this is dirty, I need to give this to you, and I need a filter that you give me. So we change our filters. How do we start changing our filters? With the revelation and understanding, first of all, that you might need to change your filter. That understanding and that revelation, it leads you to take action. Now, what is the action that it leads you to take? I'm so glad you asked. We're going to look at a couple passages of scriptures, and then we'll be done. Go with me to Matthew chapter 6, just a couple pages back in your Bible. This is the Lord's Prayer. Jesus is praying or teaching the disciples how to pray. In verse 9, he says, pray like this. Pray like this. If you're not sure how to pray, pray like this. He says, our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Then Jesus begins to teach a little bit. In verse 14, he says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. The next verse starts with the word but. Everybody say but. But. If you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive you your sins. I don't know if you've ever read this verse or not. Maybe you have. Maybe you like breezed past it. But in the Lord's Prayer, he teaches us to forgive others as they, uh, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So God forgiving you of your sins is connected to your forgiving others of their sins towards you. As followers of Jesus, listen, as followers of Jesus, you don't get the right, you don't have the choice to not choose to forgive other people. If you want God to forgive you, who wants to be forgiven of their sins? Most of us, which is a little alarming and reassuring at the same time. <laughs> if you want God to forgive you of your sins, 
Jesus says right here, if you want him to forgive you of your sins, you've got to forgive other people of their sins towards you. And he goes on, he says, let me break it down like a fraction for you after he teaches them. He says, here's what I'm really saying. If you want God to forgive you, you've got to forgive other people. If you don't forgive other people their sins, your father in heaven can't forgive you of your sins. So changing your filter starts with the realization that you've got to forgive people. You have to choose to forgive them. You have to say to yourself, I need to forgive this person and walk in forgiveness towards them. I don't have the right, I don't have the luxury to walk in bitterness and hatred towards this person. Changing your filter requires a change of thought requires a change of heart. I had a conversation recently where I was, I was part, I heard of a conversation of, of two believers and the one person was saying, I'm choosing to forgive this person. And the other person, a believer who knows Jesus, who grew up in the church and who should know better said, that may be great for you, but I'm not forgiving that person. That's not how I roll. You don't have that choice. If you really are a follower of Jesus, we got to walk in forgiveness. And if you really do want to change your filters and begin to hear God speaking to you and begin to hear what people are truly saying, you've got to choose to walk in forgiveness. Unforgiveness will stop the process of changing your filter. It's like when I go to the oil filter place or when I go get my oil changed, they say, do you want to get your air filter changed? And I say, no, I'm stopping the process right there. For us in our lives, that's forgiveness. Let's look at one more thing. So you got to choose to forgive. Say, I choose to forgive. We've got to choose to forgive people's hurts, their lies, their backbiting, the slander, the hatred, the abuse, the wickedness, the trauma. Listen, all those things that you can think of that were done to you in your past, at some point, for you to continue to move forward in Christ and to be the person that he has called you to be, you have to choose to forgive those people and lay down those things. Go with me to Colossians chapter three. I don't know if I said that or not. We're gonna finish up here. Colossians chapter three. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, choose to forgive and choose to walk in love. Colossians 3 verse 12 says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender heart of mercy. Uh, let me read this to you. Don't look in your Bibles. Close your eyes and let me read this to you as if the Apostle Paul, when he wrote this, was standing right here talking to you as a follower of Jesus. And I want you, by the Spirit of God, to let these words cut right into your heart. Since God chose you to be the holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender heart of mercy, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. You need to make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. 
Above all, you need to clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Thank Jesus for his word. You change your filters by choosing to walk in forgiveness, by choosing to say, I release that person of the hurts and the wounds that they caused and they inflicted on me. I choose to forgive that person for the abuse they put upon me. I choose to love that person. Like it says right here, choose to put on love. Above all else, put on love. Above all, so when it says above all else, he's talking about all these things that he just mentioned. And he's talking about like you're getting dressed for the day. Because he says, that he's using this phrasing, you must put on, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy. You must clothe yourself with kindness. You must clothe yourself with humility. You must clothe yourself with gentleness and patience. He's, he's talking about it like you're putting on clothes. And the idea then is that you're choosing, he says, above all these things. So above everything else you've already put on, then you put on love, like an outer coat that binds them all together. You've got to choose to put on love. This is how we change our filters. Can I just tell you this this morning? I feel like somebody needs to hear this. Not everybody's out to get you. We live in a, a world and an economy where we seem to feel the need that we've got to blame somebody. That, that somebody is to blame for what happened. I need to blame somebody. And so, because we have that mindset, then when we encounter people and we're hurt, we automatically begin to look for the person to blame in the situation. And can I just put to you today that maybe the real culprit is just past hurts and wounds that have become filters of your heart that you haven't surrendered to Jesus, where you haven't chosen to walk in forgiveness, where you haven't chosen to lay them down, you haven't chosen to walk in love. And so I want to tell you that everybody's not out to get you. Everybody's not against you. And in fact, probably more than you think, people are really for you. We get this mindset that I'm a victim and everybody's out to take me out. I don't know why. I'm just a target for the enemy. But I want to put, put that lie to rest today. Maybe you just need to change some filters in your heart so that you can begin to sense and walk in the fullness of love with the understanding of who Christ is in you and through you. He wants people. So I'm, I'm talking about this today because he wants people set free and restored. He wants his followers to be people who love the way that he loves. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I, I think I just touched on it, but Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was. And he says, love the Lord your God with all you got. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
And then later on, he adds to it. He says, a new commandment I'm giving to you. Love one another as I've loved you. We need to have a filter of the love of Christ so that every conversation, so that every relationship, so that every person we encounter is filtered through a proper, righteous, clean filter where it's not, now this one has some dirt on it because it brushed up against this one. I'll turn it around this way. Where we have a filter that is clean and holy. We were praying this morning. Jaden prayed in pre-service prayer. God created me a clean heart. We need to go to the Lord often. You know, like I was talking about going to get my oil changed and they're always trying to change my air filter. You know what I'm trying to say. We need to go to the Lord often. Say, God, how are my filters? How is my heart? Are there things on the inside of me that I need to let go of, that I need to lay down? Are there people that have hurt me and wounded me that I'm still carrying around that bitterness? I'm still carrying around that resentment. I'm still carrying around that abuse that I need to lay at your feet so that I can fully become the person that you have called me to be. Stand up with me. And I want, you, I want you to close your eyes with me all across this place. <clears throat> we're, we're driving into the... We're driving into the uh, engine bay of... God's repair shop and he wants to do work he wants to repair and he wants to restore and I want to give you a chance this morning to surrender some things to the Lord it's probably the best way to say it because God doesn't want you continuing to walk through life with dirty filters so that you're not operating the way that he desires us to. So all across this place, if as I have been speaking this morning, the Spirit of God has been pointing out filters that maybe you have in your life, maybe filters that you have around your heart, I just want you to raise your hands. We're going to surrender these to the Lord together. It's nothing to be embarrassed about, and it's something we need to do frequently, to be honest. Like I was just saying, pray to me a clean heart. Keep those hands raised. Don't be ashamed of them. And I want you to take a second. I'm going to pray for everybody. but I want you out of your own mouth and your own words just to say to the Lord, Father, I need you to change my filters. I surrender to you. I surrender to you, Jesus.
Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, by your Holy Spirit. I ask right now that you're doing a work in our hearts and our lives right now. All across this room, Jesus, that as we surrender these things to you, we give you our old dirty filters. God, I thank you that right now you are replacing them with filters of love. And Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you are teaching us how to walk in forgiveness, that you are teaching us how to forgive the person who has harmed us, who has wounded us, who abused us, who lied to us, the person who we resent. Father, I ask you right now that you are teaching us what true forgiveness looks like and that you are showing us how to navigate through that, Father. We surrender these things to you, Lord. Father, we're asking that you do a work today that only you can do. You're the only one who can exchange our filters, who can help us to see clearly, who can help us to hear clearly, who can help us, help us to understand what's happening in any given situation. Jesus, we thank you because yours is a spirit of truth. And Father, I thank you right now that you are filling us with your spirit right now. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.